Welcome back to another GMS podcast. Uh, it's been a while, but we're back. Well, I'm back. And today's episode, we talked to Jacob Wheels. Uh, he's a South Bay comedian. And he's, I believe he's up and coming. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure if you heard the news by now, or if you even give a shit. But I'm no longer... The host of Cafe for Scotty Comedia. Yeah, it's, uh, if you didn't know by now, but there, it's an open mic room that I run. Well, not anymore, but I created and I ran. And um, it, it got a little dramatic in the end, but at the end of the day, you know, Cafe for Scotty has done so much. Uh, big shout out to the owner, Roger. Big shout out for uh, giving me the opportunity to create uh, an open mic there, a comedy open mic, and also trusting me for the longest time, and um, and it I feel it definitely benefited the not just the art community in the Sofa District in San Jose, but I feel also for comedians. I feel like it's a different uh, environment for comedians to try out their stuff. Uh, so again, thank you to Cafe for Scotty. Or was I am? That's right. So, yeah, I'm a little bittersweet about it. I'm not sure how to feel about it yet. Uh, but I'm. It's, it's gonna be. The show's gonna go on. Uh, a good friend of mine is also a comedian, taking hosting responsibilities, and I trust him. He has a really good vision for it. When I was first approached about doing an open mic, a comedy open mic at the Sofa District, I was very hesitant. Because uh, it's that place is known to be the very artsy part of San Jose. They have the galleries and so on. And I didn't think people would really like stand-up in that area. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do believe stand-up is an art form all the way. Because it's it's if you ask me, it's the first form of art form. Um, because it's... You know, back when humans, you know, were first communicating, they use words to not only express information, but also to express themselves, you know, to share perspective. In a lot of ways, that's what stand-up is, is we're sharing perspective. And humor, we add in humor, right? Um, but there's some people in the art community that would disagree, and I don't know why. It's a little pretentious of them to disagree with that, but... I, I do feel there's a small group that really resents having a comedy open mic at the Sofa District. But for the most part, um, a lot of people supported it. And I'm very grateful for the uh, locals, musicians, comedians who support it, who, who, who see the importance of it. Anyway, so it's weird. So I feel like I'm an unemployed comedian. <laughs> Which makes no sense, right? A comedian's never really employed. Uh, so I'm a little depressed. But at the same time, I'm happy. Uh, it, it, after, you know, this long doing it, it gets a little stressful. Trying to make sure everyone's happy. Because it's a cafe. It's not a dive bar. So you really got to monitor uh, the contents. And you really got to monitor the room. And at the end of the day, you got to make sure that the business is making money. But I don't know. I, maybe I'll take a hiatus from uh, <laughs> from hosting, and don't know. Maybe I'll come back with another room somewhere. Don't know. 
But I sure hope you guys are going to be there to support it. That'd be awesome. Anyway, so let's get to the interview. Uh, Jacob Wheels. Jacob Wheels, we have you in the studio. I mean, it's not really the studio. I call it the knowledge room because we have a bunch of books and DVDs and CDs and other stuff. You do. And, and random uh, statues of eagles and horses and, and like old sport trophies that I never really got. I think those were my siblings. You know, I kind of find it fitting. Today's Easter, by the way, if you guys don't know that. This is Easter and the top, the DVD on the top. Is uh, Passion of the Christ? Oh, it's, it's a pi- it's a pirated one too. A pirated? I think Passion so. Of the Christ. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, it's it's Easter right now. Jesus has risen. My mom, my it. mom, she has this habit of buying pirated movies when she goes out to the east side of San Jose. <laughs> I like, know what that's like. Cause you know, like they, they have pirated movies outside yeah. and shitty quality. And, and like it, the super taquerias, right? Yeah, They're just in there. Yeah. Every it's time like, my mom goes over there, she's bringing back <laughs> uh, movies that are pirated. That's All right, so Jacob Wheels, man, uh, yeah. comedian, right? Or, or what? Do you do anything else besides stand up? Um, I write. You write, I write screenplays. Right. Um, what came first, stand up or the screenplay writing? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I think in the technical world, like stand up came first because I've always been kind of doing jokes and shit. Uh, but I think screenwriting just screenwriting was like something I actively did, and then. Just recently, I uh, I started doing comedy. How did you first get? How long have you been doing comedy? How long have you been doing stand up? Um, about two years solid now. Two years, almost solid. two years solid. Oh, uh, solid. You're implying that some people get into co- uh, stand up and then they they go on the yeah, hiatus. They like, yeah, hiatus. Because I went on a hiatus. Because technically, like five years ago, I started doing comedy for like about a year. Five years ago. How old were you? Um, how old am I now? I, I, I was know. I was twenty. You're twenty. Okay, so what will get you to stand up? Uh, my, actually, my friend in in Southern California, he actually did it first, and like he, he you know, I was always funny. I was kind of the funny kid. Air qu- I'm doing air quotes. The funny uh, kid? Were you the I class was like clown? A fun- no, I wasn't the. I was just the funny kid. Like there was that kid who was always like the like, funny looking kid. No, I was maybe. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, like there was that guy, that kid. That's just I was always kind of like quiet, but I would always have like this funny joke in my back pocket. Like, but I I wouldn't like actively show people that i was like the class comp we had the jokes there i always i had the jokes like if, if i <laughs> need to make a friend and need to say something funny i have i would have the joke <laughs> you pull out you pull out the, the joke notebook yes the joke note. uh there were more like strips though just like random strips it's like what's the strip for today i pull it out and like oh yeah this you ever got to use it no <laughs> so for the longest time they were in your pocket yeah i would just have i would literally have like strips of paper in my pocket but they would get all mushy because like i was i was kind of big and i sweated a lot for my legs so oh, like i right. would just like the, the the it would run you know yeah the the, the ink okay. yeah but I, I was never the class clown there's always some because you know there's kids that are active like you can tell these kids are the class clown right like they're like waving their hands in the air shit like which that. ironically i feel those kids should not do stand-up yeah they shouldn't uh, in some weird way, it's like if if you're naturally funny in a setting like the classroom, mm-hmm. 
Well, from my experience, when, when I see people who think they're class clowns and they try stand up, it's like a whole different uh, environment. Yeah. And they, they they actually fucking bomb. Right. Like, uh, I, I would get it if they did improv. Like, that sounds like a good thing for them to do because they're playing off the environment, like you said, you know? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, you know, here's a piece of paper. I'm going to make a paper airplane and throw it at a teacher or whatever. <laughs> but, like, with stand up, you don't have a piece of paper. You just have what you brought. You know what I mean? Right. So you would have to prepare, but. Uh, so like when you were 20, uh, yeah. you, you started stand-up? I did actually did it in SF first. SF? SF. Uh, I just did a couple mics. I don't remember what there was. I think it was like the first one. One of the first ones I did was Little Theater. Have you been there? No. Is that in Oakland or is it in No, SF? it's in SF. It's mm-hmm. um, it's kind of near the Tenderloin. Tenderloin. And it's very sketchy around the Tenderloin, so I kind of don't. Oh, that's it, why I haven't done it. It's so hidden. Like The first time like I, I emailed the lady. I forgot what her name was. But I emailed her. And then I'm, like, looking for the place, and I walk into the Tenderloin, and I'm just, like, scared shitless. I'm, like, I'm trying to do comedy. Because it's, like, right there. on like, it's, it's so hidden in, like, the corner, just in this nook. It's literally a little theater. That name, I'm not over-exaggerating with that name. It's a little theater next to, like, a liquor store and, like, something that's closed down. Uh-huh. But, like, it's, it's really easy to miss and walk into the Tenderloin and probably get mugged. We can prepare. You came with strips of jokes. I did. Get you out of the situation, hopefully. You know, I you came mean, with a notebook that time, though, because I was doing it early, and I still couldn't remember my jokes, so I literally came with, like, a note, little little notebook. So, I'm assuming uh, you've always written jokes, and then now you decided to do stand-up? Yeah. I guess you would say that. You know, I would always, like, think of something funny, and if it was, like, if it cracked people up, I would be like, all right, keeping it in the bank, put it in the pocket. But I never, like, active. <clears throat> excuse me. I never actively, like, went out and, like, just went up in front of people. Like I did when I first started comedy. But, I mean, I always had jokes. You know, I always have something in my back pocket. Where I, I, you know, when I first started, I did a lot of, like, like ironic race jokes. I mean, I still do ironic race jokes <laughs> Ironic now. race ironic jokes? Ironic race jokes, yeah. Like reverse racist jokes? Kind of. You know what I mean? Like, just stuff that's <laughs> ironic and, like, stupid. Um, like, I would say stuff like, like, hey, guys, I'm, like, Mexican, but I hate Mexicans. Kind of stuff like that, you know? Just, like, stupid... <laughs> Because I, I loved irony and racism, so I was like, let's put these two together. I think even now, you have you have a bit of that irony uh, yeah. style to your um, stand-up. I knew. Do you notice that it has evolved since you first started to now? Yeah. It's a lot smarter now. Like, rather... Whereas smarter now, huh? I, I think it's smarter, you know? <laughs> um, it's... Like, like uh, how do I explain this? We gotta cut this out while I think. Uh, you're gonna edit this out, right? Maybe this long pause. Maybe it's, uh, uh, this pause is hilarious. But what it's I mean, not by, hilarious. Now, what I mean by that is because I never consider my sh- my stuff smart or anything like that. I think my stuff is depressing. I feel like yeah. I talk about shit that you know I don't think talk is... about homeless. <laughs> right, like but it's I, political. Like you're like there's fucking homeless people over here in San Jose. Well, well that's what I'm saying. Is people are like, "Oh, you're very political. You got you know this edgy, smart, and stuff." I'm like, but I don't see it that way. I see it more right. like me. I'm just Trying to just make a point and mm. trying to find, like, a funny twist to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, see, I don't try to make a point in my comedy. I just try to be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to blow anyone's mind. I just want to say, like, a dumb joke, have people laugh, uh-huh. and then, you know, get on with it. I'm not trying to blow anyone's mind like you are. With your with your ironic... Uh, my ironic race. one-liners, yeah. My <laughs> ironic racism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell me what... Like, I'm trying to go back to when you first did stand-up. 
what finally told you like yeah i'm gonna do this like when i became serious about it yeah um i think it was like i don't know that's kind of hard because like when i first started doing stand-up i just did it as like oh i'm just gonna be stupid on stage but then like when i took that hiatus and kind of came back to it like i realized i had something i found my style when after that hiatus you know because I started off doing, like, dick jokes, as everyone does. You know what I mean? Of course. Everyone yes. does dick jokes. and Yeah. Uh, I got a couple of those myself. Right? Like, I still have dick jokes because they're easy. You know what right. I mean? It's like it's that easy path that you can be like, oh, penis. And then, you know, people love it. People love penis and shit. Do they? It depends. <laughs> yeah, it does. But, yeah. I mean, it's it's an easy joke. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, a cheap joke. Yeah, it's cheap. Um, And then, you know, like, I did that, and then I took the hiatus, and then I, like. Did you, take, did you take the hiatus because you got tired of comedy or um no i just i had a hard time kind of i didn't know what the bay area comedy network was you know mm-hmm. um the bacon right and um like i had a hard time like i didn't know anyone in the comedy scene so i would be like oh i, I would have to like search do google searches just to find you know like our little theater or um god what's the other one i did it's a brainwash no it wasn't brainwash i forgot what it was but uh but you mostly stuck in sf but you're from San Jose, right? I'm from San Jose, but I go, I went to school in San, uh, San Francisco. How, how did that happen? How did I go to school in San Francisco? So you you commuted from San yeah, Jose I would, I to would, San Francisco. Well, I used to live in the East Bay. In the uh, East Bay. East Bay, so uh, Fremont area. Fremont, okay. Fremont. So, you're bo- so you're, I would commute from Fremont on BART to San Francisco. Were you, back and forth. were you in a private school or? Uh, it's oh. a private university, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. What, what university? It's uh, Academy of Art. Academy of Art. San Francisco? Yeah. What? That's great. Yeah. Academy of Art. What did you go there for? Uh, studied film. I wanted to be a director. What? You're a film major. I a, am, a film yeah. student. I don't know that. I'm a film student. I feel, I, well, I know that. But, I'm not, but not from, from SF. Right. Academy uh, of no, Art. I'm from there. San Jose State. Um, no, but I wanted to be a director at first, but then I was like, writing's so much cooler, you know? Like, I just, I loved writing rather than, you know... Okay. Shooting, I guess you would say. Did you? I felt more in control writing than actually like directing stuff. You know, anybody in your family were writers or like you? No, like anybody creative, like your mom or dad, anyway. Um, I think my mom painted like pictures of clowns at one point (laughs) in her life. Was she good at it? I guess. Like I saw two of them, and I was like, "Wow, this is a this is a picture of a clown." She took a hiatus for that. Yeah, she she probably did. (laughs) So she's, she's so, still on the clown hiatus, though. So, so I'm trying to see if you grew up in a creative environment. Would you say? Uh, no, not really. No. no, it was all blocked out by like T. All the creativeness just got blocked out by like video games, and fucking TV. And growing up, no, like I don't know. It's weird. Like, cause our family is actually creative people. We are creative people, um, also, but we never like practice creativity. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't go out and like, except my mom who liked to paint. Clowns. who like to paint clowns yeah and little figurines but like we didn't actively go out and do find it her. cute that she's painting clowns uh, in some ways stand up <laughs> comedians so she was painting you the whole time she was painting me yeah yeah uh i gotta find one now you one. said that they were creatively but they didn't practice it what do you mean by that yeah we're just like like we all have these like cool ideas like we're, we're just always thinking like in our minds we're always thinking of these good ideas and shit but uh we never like acted upon them you know what i mean like um my dad was more of a he's really my dad's really smart so like he he would come up with these like big business practices for like construction and shit to try to make it better. Yeah. Um but like he never really well he kind of did. It's just that the businesses would always go down. 
Okay. So you come from a blue collar background. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm Mexican, so it's kind of, you're kind of given. <laughs> oh, because you're Mexican. Yeah, well, like. It's a given here, blue collar. <laughs> yeah, like old school from Mexico, Mexicans. What part of Mexico? Uh, my mom's from Ixtapan, and my dad is from uh, Michoacan. Oh, my father's from Michoacan. Oh, yeah? Oh, shit. We're learning a lot today. Yeah, we're learning a lot about each other. Maybe we are related because your last name is Sanchez. It is. It is. Jacob Sanchez is your last name, but your, but your stage name is Jacob Wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and we both. We could be related. We, could, we both have glasses. We do. Uh, and my brother's name is Jorge. Is it? But we call him George. George. Because we were raised in a white kind of neighborhood. So like, <laughs> we kind of just like. I was raised very white. That's the thing about me. Like, I'm going to move this plate really quick. And do you feel like growing up, do you have any identity issues? Because I, I had a bit of identity issues. Oh, yeah. Fucking, in, in high yeah. school, especially because, you know, we had Mexicans saying I'm not Mexican enough. Mm-hmm. They have like, you know, but it's like then again, I'm not really, you know, quote unquote, American, white, whatever. Right, yeah. So I, I I was struggling with that for the longest time. No, I did the same thing, too. And you grew up in San Jose, right? Uh, actually, I, w- I grew up in Mopitas. Okay. Oh, that's even that's wider, right? <laughs> yeah, that's wider. Than it's that wider one. and more Asian. That's uh, right. So I I've been having these identity issues, and I you know, and it doesn't help when even your own family members call you coconut, right? Uh, because I'm the black sheep of, of the family. Like most of my family are blue collar, right? And uh, me, I'm like you know into like writing and and so yeah. on, and so already they're like, oh, you because you're not doing what we do, you're. You're right, not, you're not Latino. You're mm. not Mexican. You're whitewash. Yeah, yeah. And at first it bothered me, and then there's a phase where I embraced it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm at that point. I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm at like, that point too. Just like ever since I kind of went with my stage name Jacob Wheels, I kind of don't care about my race anymore. I still love the race jokes, but uh, <laughs> the ironic race, the jokes. ironic race jokes. Uh oh. Oh, sorry. God. Please continue. Oh, I know, right? I, I, you're looking at your phone. That's so professional, bro. I have no idea why I said that. Uh, more we talking about? I totally lost track. But growing up, did, how, oh yeah, I how much issues. were you? How much did that issue come up with you? Oh, it came up a lot. Okay, so I grew up in the whitest. Well, it's called Yorba Linda. Does that not sound white to you? Yorba y- Linda. Yorba Linda. Yorba Linda. Yorba Linda. That's a, that's a city. That's Where? the city I grew up in. It's in Southern California. Hold on, let's go back. Whoa, I'm whoa. from Southern California. You just told me <laughs> you're from the East Bay. No, no, I. Okay, so okay. Let me let's let's, let's slow start from down the beginning. A bit. All okay. right, you were born in Southern California. I was born in Southern California, Orange County. Orange exact. County, white people central. White people central. White people central. Okay. And I grew up in this town called Yorba Linda. Okay. With a bunch of white people, and I was at the, you know how they have those uh like the poor houses at the foot of the hills, and then they got the rich ass houses. Never been there, but I take your word for it. No, it's just like in general. Like, oh yeah. Rich people live on mountains and shit. Right. I lived on the foothills, right? Like not not the foothills, the um the bottom of the hill. Okay. Ghetto, air quotes. Um and yeah, so like I grew up around white people my whole life. Like I have this kind of Jew- Jewish neuroticism to me. Uh, cuz I was just raised like I, my best friends are like Jewish when were, I was down there. Were you the token Latino friend? I was not the token Latino friend. <laughs> I was like the whitewashed Mexican friend. Okay. <laughs> no, but like yeah, like like you were saying like since I was raised around that, like I didn't have like I don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like legit, I don't speak Spanish. I understand it a little bit, and um, like the white people never accepted me. All right, like white people were like, "This guy's this this kid is clearly brown." All right, <laughs> like they were not colorblind. They were like, "This guy's brown." 
let's let's fucking make Mexican jokes or something. Okay. I don't know what they did. I forgot. But then, like, I would be so whitewashed that whenever I go to my cousin's house, they'd be like, oh, this kid's here. You know what I mean? He can't right. even speak Spanish. So, like, I would always, you know, I would always fight between, like, oh, where do I belong? Somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't find ground. Iron- not ironically, but coincidentally, I actually found my I guess, calling in, like, the special needs kids. <laughs> what do you mean, like a calling? Like to well, like like my friends and shit. Like my where I belonged was with the special needs kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not special needs by any. I'm, I'm not. Maybe I might be mentally, but um, no, but like, uh, well, you know what, dude? It's you'd be surprised because my my sister for a while in elementary, she was also hanging out the the so quote unquote mentally uh, need kid. But like these kids were pretty smart. I, I think yeah. it's just think I think especially in the '90s. I'm a, I grew up in the '90s, yeah. 2000s. Uh, you know, this whole concept of a learning disability was still kind of new in the education system yeah. here in mm-hmm. California, at least in the Bay Area. So I, I think now there's more help for them, like you know, the learning disability. Yeah, yeah. Back then they just they're like, oh well, you seem to be low slow, yeah. so we're putting you with the special needs kids. Yeah. So so you ma- you became friends with the special needs. Yeah, kids. well, because the the re. Um, I'm very lazy. All right, and they mistook my laziness <laughs> for <laughs> that's your learning disability. Yeah, that's they were lazy. like, "This, I'm, I'm like really lazy. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound like, I don't want to say like I'm super smart, but I'm like super lazy. That's what I know I am." And they were like, "This kid's not like having trouble in school. I wasn't having trouble. I was just lazy when doing my work." And they're like, "Let's put him in the special needs classes." So they put me in the special needs classes, and that's where I kind of found like this this great mix of like people that were like really you know kind hearted people. And yeah, they they actually had uh, mental disabilities, you know, uh, like autism and shit like that. But like they were really cool, and I was just like I would hang out with them. Yeah, and uh, and they're di- they're diverse, my, right? They were yeah, diverse. there was like there was like an Asian kid. There was like actually my cousin. He had a he has autism. He ended up in uh, I ended up being in his class for like a couple of years in uh, in grade school. But um, yeah, it was like Asians, Mexicans, white people. Actually, we didn't we didn't even like the white kid in that group. There was one white kid. Talk about reverse racism, right? <laughs> um, no, he was like really annoying and white. Like he did white people things. <laughs> like what? Like he, the most white. Okay, so there's this one time we were just. It was like in the middle of class. It was like eighth period or something like that. Or however however the school system works. And this guy just decides, hey, I'm gonna climb on the backstop. So he fucking books it out of the class. And climbs up a backstop. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, who does this shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who just r- books it out of class to run up a fucking backstop? <laughs> I was just like, only white people would do stupid shit like this, all right? <laughs> only white people. Like, because it doesn't make any sense. You know okay. what I mean? I grew I grew up around a lot of white people, and I can kind of see, like, that's a white person thing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So what grade were you put into the special needs uh, classroom? Uh, it was like... So it wasn't middle school. It was like before middle school, and then it kind of followed me throughout, you know, the rest of my my studies. High uh, school, a little bit of high school. High school, a little bit. Actually, you know what? No, scratch that. So sophomore year, freshman year, I was put in special needs classes. Sophomore year, I stopped being as I stopped being. I don't want to say I stopped being lazy. I was less lazy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hey, this kid actually, you know, is smart," quote unquote. <laughs> and they put me in normal classes. But by this time, did you move up here yet? Yeah. Uh, so, um, so freshman year, I went. I went to school in Southern California, Orange County, and then my sophomore year, I moved up here to the East Bay. 
Did you already have family up here? Or, or? Yeah, we had family up here, but um, we weren't really close. Okay. Like, we're close now, but, like, we kind of didn't know each other. And your parents were like, yep, packing up, we're, we're going? Yeah. It was uh, it was actually my, s- I don't want to say stepdad because my mom's not even married him. Step-boyfriend? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's my it's it's my my mom's step-boyfriend. I don't know how it works. Anyways, yeah, like, he got a job up here in the East Bay. Uh, mm-hmm. Selling cars, a really good deal. So we ended up. Oh, he's back. a car salesman. Yeah, my dad's a car salesman too, dude. Yeah, but it's I, so I, weird. I like your dad, <laughs> dude. I don't. Do you yeah. not like your dad? You, you know, you know how the grass is greener on the other side. Like, I'm sure I'm gonna like your dad, and you're like, how can you like my dad? Like or, or like, my, I, my dad or is actually I, a blue collar. I, 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 I could like your, like your stepdad or your step boyfriend. My, my boyfriend, mom's step-boyfriend. yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it is. Uh, 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 so you guys move up here because he has a job, and you start going to high school here. I go, yeah, high school in Newark, Newark. California, specifically. You said Fremont. Now you said Newark. Well, because no one knows where the fuck Newark is. I know there, where Newark is. Do you? Yeah, it's just north of Fremont. Every time I mention Newark, everyone's like, "Where is that?" I'm like, "It's like near Fremont." Everyone's like, "Oh, Fremont's. That's where the Indian people are." I get that a lot. <laughs> When I had to explain like where I'm, where I grew up in the East Bay, I had to say like Fremont, and then they all just automatically just say like, "Oh, that's where the Indians go." Okay, because there's a big Indian population there. And and so you move up here, you're taking special needs classes, and by this time, are you also putting writing jokes in your pockets? I think I stopped doing that in high school. Like oh. it was strictly middle school when oh, I was doing that. Middle school. Yeah. Yeah, middle school weird phases in your life, dude. Yeah, like I, I hate my middle school years. Those are actually kind of my best years because that's when I made like my best. Well, good friends. for you. <laughs> like high school was, just, I kind of just like drifted my way through high school. You know, I just barely passed because I'm lazy. Uh huh. And um, no, but like middle school was kind of dope. I mean, I was weird. Like I would step on people's shadows and be like, "I'm stepping on your shadow, bro," which is another white thing to do, <laughs> a white people thing to do. <laughs> Who the fuck said that? I said that. Shadow. I was like, like it'll be a hot sunny day, Southern California, you know, yeah. sunshine, nice and shit. And I run up, I run up behind someone, and be like, "Dude, I'm stepping on your shadow's head, bro." What you gonna do about it? Right? Like everyone's just like, "What the fuck is this white kid doing?" <laughs> like I'm trying to be a part of him by doing white people things, and I still can't be accepted into the white people culture. Uh, at what point did you realize that you're kind of a misfit? Or kind of like you know, an outsider from the... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I ever like learned it. I think I just kind of always knew that I um, I did weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, that's a good question. Yeah, I would just... Like, that, I think that's a perfect uh, example of a... Especially when someone gets into stand-up comedy. is we're, we're constantly trying to make people like us in some sort of way so we, we do what we can yeah. not sort of like us but validate us that validate we, validate that we're we're not you know we're cool we're not boring we're cool well i'm kind of boring out off the stage well maybe not but i'm super boring off, off stage. yeah like i mean well my my comedy doesn't reflect what i do you know so some people talk about their life on stage like i totally right. don't do that do that i do like one so liners. you're not and because on stage you're an ironic racist, off stage you're you're an actual racist. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm actually racist. <laughs> ironic. I'm not. It's there's no irony there. It's just straight fucking racism. Joking. People were joking. He's not an actual racist that I know of. There's a disclaimer on the wall, disclaimer. so you should look at that before listening to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you always felt like you were already an outsider, a misfit. Yeah, I just. I mean. Growing up, like, I went to a white school. I was, like, the only Mexican there. And people just assumed that I spoke Spanish. 
So the fact that I couldn't like validate them as a Mexican, like I always knew, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and I'm lazy, so I'm not even gonna try to like learn Spanish. How many siblings do you have? Um, I have three. Three. Older, younger. Okay, so um, the oldest one is just my sister. Um, second is my older brother. Then it's me, and then I have a younger brother, who's actually my half brother. Younger brother. Yeah, he's actually half Asian. So he's half Asian. He's half Asian. Oh, is your step boyfriend <laughs> dad uh, Asian? Yeah, he's Asian. Okay. Wow, well, how was that dynamic? Like, uh, like introducing they introduce you. Like, what? Wh- where from Asia is he from? I, he's from like L.A. <laughs> so he's uh, like gen- he's, American generation. Yeah, he's American generation. Yeah. Okay. His mom's from like some place in Asia. So- somewhere in the east. I don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brooklyn, I guess. I don't know. So not only do you have to worry about white people, you have to worry about Asians. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, race plays a big part in my life. <laughs> yeah, apparently. A huge part in my life. <laughs> but I think it's great. I think you learned. I mean, there's parts of the story, but you know, especially being introduced to different cultures, different races. Like, do you feel like you learned some things with your step boyfriend, dad? D? <laughs> I don't know. What it's, it's, ma, uh, it's mom's step boyfriend. I don't know what the fuck to call it. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm getting confused just thinking about it. Him. Can we say him? Yeah. That does sound that sound hateful. Him. Like if he hears him. it, he's like him. Him. That depends how you say it. Uh, that's but true. but do you, do you feel like you learned something new? A little bit. I kind of got into the Asian culture. Asian culture, like anime and stuff. <laughs> no, Tells you how much I know about Asian culture. <laughs> I go straight for the anime. I actually like anime. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't from them. That was just from, I don't know where the fuck that came from. But uh, yeah, no, I love. I like dig anime. Like J-pop's dope. You know, J-pop. Do you understand it? No. Their beats are dope. It's just like, uh, I'm not going to get into it. When I was living with Koreans, they introduced me to Korean pop. K-pop? Yeah. K-pop's dope, too. Those guys are talented. Like, they make them, they like, they have to be good looking. They have to dance. They have to, like, act. That'd be very feminine, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing against it, but when, like, it's the norm over there. Yeah. To be feminine feminine Mm -hmm. and, and be a pop icon. Mexicans don't have that. Mexican? Oh no, Mexicans. We we have like boots and mustaches right. and a bit overweight. There's no M pop. There's no M pop. M pop. M pop for Mexican. Mexican pop. Mexican pop. <laughs> there should be that. We're we're ready for an M pop movement right now. Are Just we? a bunch of handsome Mexican dudes with fucking cowboy hats. All right. I shouldn't so generalize all Mexicans with cowboy hats. I apologize for that. Uh, so then let's go back. So go you back. move you move over here with with yes. your, with your family. And you're selling here, and you go to school in Newark. Newark, California, yes. How was going high school here compared to L.A.? A lot less white. <laughs> did, did, did you like that, or were you like... Uh, you know, I still hung out with white people. I'm not going to lie, though. Actually, I hung out... My, my friends in high school were still good friends. It was uh, He's an Irish dude and an albino guy. And a skinny oh, it's super guy. white. Okay. Yeah. An albino guy. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like... Like, when I found out he was black, I was just like, what? Oh. He, he's a black albino. Talk like, about well, ironic race. Right? Like, I can't get away from it. I can't get away from it. <laughs> okay. It's so part of my life now. It's so weird. Like, even unconsciously, it's part of my life. Um, well, not so much now. That I'm and by this school. time, uh, were you getting into filmmaking? Um, yeah. So, in high school, I actually took some classes. We had this, like, it's, it's called, like, the media program or something like that. Uh, it's like this big program. It's the first one of its kind in, in California, I think. Um, it's called MCA, Media Communications Program. 
So we would do that. Um, like they had different classes. So like Photoshop people, like they would teach you Photoshop, um, video editing, composition, like video composition, studio, uh, newsroom kind of stuff. Like, and we just did all that stuff. And <coughs> I really dug the, uh, like the, the, the directing kind of, I guess the directing class kind mm -hmm. of ish video class. There we go. And I just like making videos, like stupid videos, like skits, sketch comedy. So I did that and I was like, you know what? Like, I think I want to go to school for this. And then, you know, I went to school and then like two semesters and I was like, I kind of like writing more than I like actually like putting something on a film, on film, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, it all started like then. Like, I was just like, yeah, sketch comedy is cool. And then it all it all evolved from comedy, though. Like if, if it wasn't for, you know, shows like fucking Mad TV, SNL, like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be studying comedy, mm -hmm. not comedy, uh, film. In order to do comedy, if that made any sense, I, yeah. lo I totally lost where I was right there. Yeah, you you got into uh, filmmaking with comedy as your base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from there, you're like, it's actually not as gl glamorous as people think. Because, because no, no. trust me, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, you, there's a lot. It's a lot of hard work, and you got to get a lot of people to mm -hmm. get your vision to yeah, be involved. Yeah. And especially at a young age, people mm. they flake. Yeah, flake. it's so uh, annoying. That's horrible. That's the yeah. worst thing about that. Like, I took a bunch of classes where I needed, like, people on my team. Like, we would get into groups, like, to, to shoot cinematography or something stupid shit like that. Cinematography is not stupid shit, guys. <laughs> Just to me, it is. Because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, Yeah, but, like, people would just be like, oh, I'm thinking about myself. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, that's kind of, that really sucks. Because, like, I don't have that mentality where it's just like, oh, I'm thinking about myself, what I can do. You know what I mean? I'm very, like, if you ever played a video game where there's a medic like a medic class i'm always the medic class helping other people out um if anyone here gets that reference you're looking at me like what the fuck i'm doing? not much of a gamer dude. yeah i know i noticed with that blank stare on uh, your face <laughs> dude like, so there are different classes dude, yeah and it's like there's I mean, like a bazooka guy uh -huh. i'm talking about team fortress here there's like a team bazooka fortress. guy there's a guy who explodes stuff there's like a sniper dude smy and then there's a medic guy who just runs around and heals people Okay. That's usually the role I like to play. Like the healer. Yeah. The healer. The healer dude. Like if, if it was on the, one of those like Mother Earth kind of like Skyrim, you'd be like the healer type. Yeah. Like I would, and magic because magic's dope. The magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. Gaming. I. I mean, I. I got. Gaming is a big part of my life too. Is it? It is. How much? Like, are you into like first person shooters, third person? Are you more RPGs? Um, mostly arcade games. Like, I love arcade games just because it's, like, a quick burst, you know, like, you can play it really fast and then, or try to beat a high score. You know what I mean? There's no real end game. <clears throat> I know people do the, do the end games, but, um, like, I just like something where I can just try to better myself, you know what I mean? Try to get a better score. I mean, I like shooters, um, RPGs, music games, other games. Yeah, but I'm, more, I'm mostly, like, arcade, just, like, Dig Dug, Pac-Man. Yeah, I really like that small experience. Yeah, I mean, growing up, I played game video games, and I was really much into first-person shooters, third-person. But I just I had so many things to get done, life-wise. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't dedicate a lot of time to it. Mm. And then I moved in with Koreans and a Swedish guy, and they were like big-time gamers, and they fucking blew my mind, like how big the gaming world really is. Yeah, like they have tournaments, mm -hmm. national tournaments. International get, tournaments. Some of these guys get paid more than like football stars. Exactly, they get millions of dollars, and it's like these fucking Koreans and with their laptops mm -hmm. and stuff, and and it's um, 
And for me, it's like wow, like and they treat it like as if it was like like the commentators treat it like as if you're watching football yeah. on ESPN, and it blew my mind like how big that market really is. It's huge. Um, I, I actually kind of wanted like for a long time I wanted to do like <clears throat> when I started writing I was like I want to write a video game, and I came up with this like crazy game about dodgeball, where it's like, like you're <laughs> this is the dumbest idea I've ever had. No, it's probably cool, but like. You, you're in this dodgeball tournament, and then, like, the bad guys kidnap you and throw you on an island where everyone plays dodgeball. And you have to, like, survive this dodgeball island and, like, build up a team to defeat the bad guys. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, no. I, it's, Is it a first-person shooter? It would be, like, a first-person shooter <laughs> without th- shooting. And but throwing, you're throwing dodgeball. Yeah, you're throwing dodgeball. <laughs> so, like, I have this, like, whole fucking – I mapped it out, too, of, like, all the side quests you can do. Uh-huh. And it's just, like, it's ridiculous. I did all this work, and, like – well, maybe I'll like pitch it to like a game company. Be like, "Hey, dodgeball! We gotta death. bring back dodgeball, dodgeball, dodgeball Island, dodgeball Island." There we go. And uh, no, it's oh man, I had some crazy side. Quests. So it's a conspiracy where they kidnap the yeah. best of the best dodgeball players in the world, put them in an island for a dodgeball match to the death. Well, no, uh, okay, so like there's a big it's, dodgeball tournament, right? It's like, it's like Enter the Fist with Bruce Lee, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little uh-huh. bit. <laughs> Well, so like, except martial arts, it's dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, it's dodgeball. No, uh, what I originally thought of, like, okay, so like you're in this big tournament, and then this guy tries to hire you. Like, he's like, oh, you're pretty good, like, be on my team. But it turns out that the bad guys use steroids, so that's why you don't join their team. And they're like, well, since you're not going to join our team, and you know we do steroids, we're going to drop you on fucking dodgeball island. Steroids, and you just fucking, dodgeball. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and you just fucking plummet to like this dodgeball island where you have to like fight tribes, throwing dodgeballs and shit. <laughs> It's really weird. Like, when I was thinking about this, I was like, this is the best thing ever. And uh, it still probably is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you go to school here at, at SF. I don't go to school. I actually graduated in December. And you graduated recently? Yeah, in December. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but yeah. Tell me about it. Right? I still haven't graduated. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Um, I got more time for comedy. That's cool. Yeah, comedy. Uh, what were some of your inspirations, Co- uh, stand-up comedy-wise? Um... Like comedians, a lot of sketch comedy. I did, you know, a lot of sketch comedy was really big. Um, so like SNL, Matt. You, yeah, me- you Matt mentioned TV. those already. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Monty Python too. So, b- did you get into improv? No, I never did improv. I su- I kind of suck at improv. You know what I mean? Because I'm kind of guy who like I have to rehearse. Like I have to read my jokes because they're so they're small jokes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like there's not really much room for improv because I have so many jokes. I just gotta like, okay, this joke, bam, this joke. Bam. Where have you tried it? Um, improv. Uh, I just I did a couple classes at this not classes I don't know what they would be called but uh they have these things at San Jose Improv. Um, oh, what's his face? Runs it. Oh Ben Jaramillo. Yeah Ben. Oh so recently you're getting to yeah, it. Yeah yeah I recently yeah. did it like because he does the classes and we just like play little games and shit. Yeah that's awesome. It's awesome what they're doing. It's, it's, I feel like it's like an underground it improv is. thing, you know. Like I, I I like they invited me like oh you want to come to San Jose Improv right so it's like a secret yeah right and I'm like I'm like standing out there like there's like no one in front of the San Jose Improv I'm just like waiting there for like ten minutes and then I see Ben come out all secret like oh, come on in. <laughs> the He's back like, door yeah. the back door to the Improv it's like Psst. <laughs> come over here <laughs> join the party yeah the best of the best Improvers are here yeah right and then I started meeting the the other Improvers and it became less like. Less like secretive, I guess. But you grew up on like improv sketch, yeah, or written sketch. I, I think it would be written, written sketch, written sketches. But stand up comedians, who who would you see? 
Um, hmm. I didn't get a stand-up until, like, later on in my life. Like, maybe, like, middle school. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't grow up with stand-up comedy. I, I just, like, when I, get into, when I went to middle school, I think, like, one of the bigger ones was uh, Pablo Francisco. Pablo Francisco. Yeah, and, like, he was, like, like, that's when I discovered uh, Comedy Central and that they actually, like, put stand-up comedy. Uh, so he kind of got me into it, like, this whole, like, oh, there's a channel dedicated to comedy. Um, but, like, my inspirations are, like, like Mitch Hedberg. And, um, you know, what? I see a bit of Mitch Hedberg in your stuff. I, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Oh. Um, him, um, Norm MacDonald, uh, <laughs> SNL, and a little bit of Stephen Wright. Like, I love Stephen Wright. Like, he's so dry and just, he has this, <clears throat> like, these weird premises, you know? Mm hmm. And I just, I always loved that. I always wanted to, like, be that. When I first started doing comedy, I, I did that monotone. You know what I mean? You know, you, you're familiar like that. Uh, uh, my dog is like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he has that really, like, low, gravelly voice. <clears throat> and I tried to do that for a while, and I was just like, I can't do that. I should not try to be like someone else. Yeah, because then you'll be known as a hack. Mm-hmm. And I'm not known as a hack. But the thing is, for, for I feel for new standard comedians, they resort to that. Yeah, because they don't really know. It's about finding your voice. <coughs> and right, I f- yeah. and at first you you try to imitate mm-hmm. of what you think or who do you think uh, a standard comedian is. Mm-hmm. And so and if you're serious about it, you, it has to be a point where you'll be like, "You know what? I got to do my own thing." Right, yeah. Yeah, that's I like 2 years ago after the hiatus, like that's when I that's when like I found my persona. You know what I mean? Like that I do that's when I found what I'm good at, like this character that I kind of created on stage that kind of says like mildly racist things and like these dumb, smart things, you know? Yeah. A lot of irony in my in my set. <clears throat> you mostly hit up mics in South Bay? Yeah. San Jose. San Jose. Uh, Santa Cruz. Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm just thinking of things that start with Santa. Santa <laughs> That's not a place. Yeah. That's a person. There's Santa Clara. <laughs> I, I could have said Santa Clara. I didn't. Yeah. So SF, East Bay. Any East Bay rooms? No. Oakland. You never done anything in Oakland or Berkeley? I did something in Livermore before. That was a cool show. I actually got paid for it, too. 12 bucks. Where? Um, Livermore. Oh, yeah. Was it Tommy T's? No, no. It was a it was a bar. It was in like the back of the bar. It was kind of cool. Um, That's rare, dude. Getting paid for stand-up? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like I, like, I told the guy who was running it. Was um, it a showcase? Yeah, kind of. Because he posted it up, um, Mean Dave posted it up on the Bay Area Comedy Network. He's like, hey, I need some comedy comedians. I haven't met him yet. No? No. He's nice. His name doesn't imply it, but he's nice. I feel there's a lot of comedians I haven't met, but I hear about them all the time. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people like, oh, have you met this guy? I'm like, no. But for me, I don't think anybody's like, have you met Jorge? Like, nobody's like that. Nobody's like, no, well, maybe. I mean, you're doing stuff in 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 the community, right? You're being active. You're doing this podcast? Yeah. I think you just got to get your name out there more. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you did PX's show. No, I didn't do it. I just tagged well, along. Well, you were there. I was there. I mean, I, she knows you're a person now. <laughs> yeah, she knows I she exist. She knows you exist. Like, that's <laughs> getting your foot into the door. Um, For a long time, people mistook me for you. Yeah. At the open mics. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, remember that one time we went to San Francisco. We went to Las Rocas. Oh yeah, La Roca's. Yeah, La yeah. La Roca's. Yeah. Uh, we it was me, you, Falco, Michael, Brandon, and then we 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 wrote our names, and you were before me. Yeah, he went. He came up to me and he's like, "Hey, 
Jacob, you're next. Yeah. And then he goes <laughs> up there and he and he's looking at you and he goes, next guy, give it up to and he's looking at you and he goes, Jorge. And then I could tell in his face that he fucked up. Yeah. So he, he, then he turns to me, Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was like, oh, shoot. Uh, right, okay. You weren't ready. I didn't yeah. expect that. I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> but it's happening. <laughs> so I think it's the first and only time so far that I've that somebody bumped somebody for me. Right. Yeah. Accidentally. Right. <laughs> I involuntarily bumped somebody for me. No, I've been to a couple mics where they would say like, oh, coming up next is because I, I, I only recently started going by Jacob Wheels. Like, that's a very recent thing. But what? people would be like, uh, give it up for Jorge Sanchez. Where? Um, for Scotty's on Tuesdays. Okay. I, you can't Scotty's. blame them. They see me a lot over there. Um, Caravan on Wednesdays. Uh, really? Yeah. Ah, too? Yeah. Twice at Caravan. <laughs> Actually, three times. Uh, I haven't been there for a while. That was this. It's one of the nights you went there, uh, and we were both there. But yeah, people mistake me, and then I was just like, "Fuck!" If people are gonna mistake me for Jorge Sanchez, I gotta change up my name. Oh, am I the reason why? You no, you're not the reason. Like I've been, I've been thinking about this, but like, you kind of pushed it a little bit. Did I? You're a little <laughs> bit responsible for it. So, Jake, Jacob Wheels, it sticks though. People are like, "Oh, Wheels, what does that mean?" Jacob Wheels. I thought. First time I heard it, I thought it was somebody on a wheelchair. Like I thought it was like, we took a wheels. Did you come rolling in in a wheelchair? Oh, that's funny. That would be, oh, I should start doing that. <laughs> but then there's the irony. Like, it's a guy whose last name is Wheels, and he's like walking. He's mobile. He's mobile. More irony. Oh, there we go. It's all about irony in my set. There you go. No, it sticks, though, because it's like, I don't I don't know. I guess it's provocative because you're like, oh, wheels. Ooh, that's, it's, uh, it's exotic. You don't think it's exotic? Wheels? Yeah. Uh, in some redneck way, yeah. It's still exotic. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 good, man. It sticks. You, you could easily brand that, right? Yeah. That the, like my whole thing is like wheels comedy now. Like on my Twitter handle, it's Wheel, wheels comedy. Wheels on wheels, Jacob wheels. Wheels, on wheels. <laughs> wheels. Okay. And then when I do my black persona, it's spinners. <laughs> spinners comedy. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I brand myself. My Instagram, my my Twitter. My, even my Facebook. Yeah, well, I guess uh, you're welcome or or sorry. I don't know which one. <laughs> um, both. Both. Uh, both and none at the same time. But but yeah, we we pretty much got a lot of things in common because besides besides our background. Yeah, we're wearing um, glasses. Glasses. We're both wearing shirts. We're bo- yeah yeah. Mine's red though. Mine has red. That's right. Um, we have a lot in common, folks. We have a lot going. I guess our 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 comedies is what's different. Yeah, and your inspirations: Mitch Hedberg, uh, Stephen Wright. But you got to Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Wait, Stephen Wright's the director, right? Edgar Wright is 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 the act. Is that the director? Yeah. Okay. Edgar now, Wright's. The well, director. I love a, I love both the Wrights. So, so and that's what the next thing I was gonna touch on because you studied film for what years? Four years now. Four years. I studied for four years. What yeah. were your inspirations in film? Um, a lot of Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, like Comedy. I love. Yeah. Mel Brooks, like I've seen him at a young age, and I was like, Young Frankenstein is still the shit. Like it's the, one of the best movies. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Come on, there's it's dripping racism in that movie, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> oh God, I love that movie. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I'm pretty sure there's racism in that. Yeah. It's got Dave Chappelle in it. Yeah. So it's got to have racism. Super young. Yeah, Dave right? Chappelle. That's so weird. His name was like Achu. Yeah, 
and they would be like, oh, bless you. It's like silly comedy. Like, I love silly comedy like that. You know what I mean? Just like stupid, but like you still laugh at it. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, I remember I really got into uh, Airplane. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hold up quite as well anymore, though. I, it's, it, I'm kind of disappointed. Are you? Because I like my friend bought it on Blu-ray. And for my for my birthday and fucking I popped in and I'm like, yeah, this is like it's still a good movie. But like some of the jokes are just like really flat. Like you could tell they're like very specific to that year. How about the Naked Gun series? Oh, I love Naked Gun. Yeah, I love it. I love the TV. Sh- uh, what's the Police Squad? Cause it was based off a TV show, uh, TV show Police Squad, right? I think it was. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, no, I I used to watch that on TV, but there's only like six episodes. Because I was reading up the, the history of that, and they said it was too funny. They were <laughs> like, this show is way too funny. Fucking get it off the uh, air. I, I'm, th- I'm thinking of the movies, Police Academy. Oh, Police Academy. Yeah. You heard about I, that? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking, no, I know what you're talking about. That has yeah. the dude that, uh he does the helicopter song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got that, no, that's funny too. I've only seen that one, though, the first one, though. I heard the other ones suck. Oh. I don't want to shit on the director of that film. <laughs> Um, but but you're definitely trying to get to filmmaking with comedy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like I'm writing stuff. Like right now, I'm actually writing something a little bit more serious. It started off as a comedy, but like they're like, Wait, you know what, dude? Down, I, I can't write comedy when it comes to film. It's hard. Uh, like most of the films I write are are dramatic. Are, yeah. Are, are, are dramatic and uh, yeah. Um, I'm almost done with my first big concept screenplay. Which really? Yeah. Like full feature length. Yeah, full feature. Wow. And and people are you know people will assume that I write you know f- comedies mm-hmm. uh, films. I yeah. Like, and I was like, no, not really. And and I was like, why don't I? And it's hard. Like I I honestly I think in general it. writing something is hard. Well, comedy and I think comedy is like the worst because comedy suggests subjective, right? It's just subjective. That's funny. Um, you know, it like people one person's not gonna think you know something's funny. And mm-hmm. then other people are going to be like, oh, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever, you know? So it's like – and then if you write – I feel like they should have a comedy because, like, if you can find a comedy that's generally beloved, I guess you would say, like, that should get an award because a lot of people, you know, everyone thinks stuff is different. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, the Russians or I think it's the Germans really love slapstick comedy. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, the British people, they like a little bit higher brow um, – higher brow. And, like, are, are these your observations or are these actual – no, like it's there's like studies on it. Okay. Like like Germans fucking love slapstick. I don't know why. They just fucking do. They they're just like, yeah, fucking You know what I mean? Mhm. Um and then like I I I read a study on it. It's probably in like some bullshit website, but it's still a study. I read it. Uh-huh. And they said like, you know, um British people like a lot of self-deprecation stuff. Um like self-deprecation a little bit higher brow. <clears throat> Actually, yeah. That's 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 fascinating. The difference between British comedy and American comedy. Yeah. Um, and you can actually do great research. I did, I did a bit of research. Um, and the differences, and it, it it goes back to like the early days, the early cartoon days. Mm-hmm. You know, where they had Bugs Bunny, and Bugs Bunny is you know it's, it's he's he's the typical American com- comic hero. Right. Yeah. Where it's a guy that against all odds. <coughs> He 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 overcome him, and make it look so easy. Right, right. Like it's it's that guy that can get away with mostly anything mm-hmm. and, and and find a way out, as opposed to the British, 
ones who are, who are definitely more self-deprecating, who are going through, who suffer, and through the suffering, there's humor. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. And uh, uh, who was it? It was, forget his name. Uh, people are going to hate me for getting his name. Stephen Fry. It was yes. Stephen Fry. And he goes, yeah, you know, the best example he put was that the movie uh, Animal House, mm-hmm. the scene where uh, Belushi comes, the guy's playing the guitar. Oh, yeah. The chick, and, he comes, and he just smashes the guitar. Yeah. He takes the guitar away from him and smashes it against the wall. Yeah, I remember like, that. Like, that's the American com- comedy hero. Yeah. And that same scene, the British comedy hero will be the guy playing the guitar right. and having his guitar taken away and being broken up. Wow, I never heard that before. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. That's dude. dope. Yeah, it's fascinating, and um, I'm not too sure about the other <laughs> German Germans. They uh, love slapstick. That's all I know. <laughs> and Bollywood likes like some crazy, doesn't make any sense <laughs> shit. Dude, right. Bollywood doesn't give a shit for <laughs> physics <laughs> at all. <laughs> Have you seen that video of the guy? Okay, so like he's riding a horse, and there's this big trailer, classic mo- action movie scene, right? Right. There's like this 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 semi truck, right? And the guy's riding a horse, and he. He slides under the truck on the side of the horse, like as if it was a motorcycle. <laughs> have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I was just like, "What the?" F-? And he gets up, like, like they treat it like a motorcycle scene, but it's a fucking horse. <laughs> it doesn't make any goddamn sense, but I love it. <laughs> These guys don't just don't give a fuck. You know, what? I, I I told myself, I tell myself that if I ever make it big, film wise, I, I I wouldn't mind doing a Bollywood movie. Oh, no, because they're so good, you can get away with anything. I, I just find it interesting, uh, you know, making uh, it's like a musical pretty much. Yeah. Um, you gotta be a good, have a good choreograph guy. Yeah, person. I, I think some of the best dancers are definitely over there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy because I see some of their videos of a friend of mine. He he's in, he, he's with uh, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's Indian, and sometimes we go out to get like Indian food. And in these Indian restaurants, they have like the TV on. They have you know, yeah. the, the Bollywood videos, the dancing videos, and you see. I don't know. I get mesmerized because like, holy shit, that's right? dancing pretty fucking good. They can't get away from the dancing. I'll tell you that much right now. Like I was watching Slung Dog Millionaire. I only saw the ending of it, but like at the end of it, they just do a big Bollywood scene. But that's that's tame compared to the actual. Bollywood I know, but they film. can't get away from it. It's like these Indian people need to dance in unison, in yeah. everything they're in. Uh, but Slung Down Millionaire by Danny Boyle. Yeah. It's a little different, I feel. Because of dancing? Uh, the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's that argument uh, that I've had a couple times where it's it's what dictates what country a film is from. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the, the filmmakers? Is it based on their nationality? Or right. For example, greatest example is uh, t- talking about Mexicans and, and our dandy struggles. Um, and Pup. And M pop, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's gonna happen, people. You heard it here first. Who's the guy that made Gravity? Uh, come on, Alfonso Caron. Yes, this guy's a Mexican filmmaker, mm-hmm. and uh, he started branching out and he started making films in uh, London. Mm-hmm. Gravity was made in London. His other film was made in London. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, he did. He did Harry Potter. He had the Prisoner of Azkaban. Did he? Yeah, but the the, diff- the problem is, is He's a Mexican director, and when he won the Academy for Gravity, I was happy. I was like, shit, you know, a Latino yeah. won uh, uh, That's an us. Oscar. 
But then there was a backlash in Mexico going like, this guy's not Mexican. Like, why why is he over there mm-hmm. in England making movies and not here in Mexico? Like, what kind of Mexican is he? Well, you can't shoot. I don't think you can shoot gravity in Mexico. Just, I don't want to sound racist, but. But that's not the point. The, can... the point is that people are, are so nationalistic that, you know, they, they, mm. they have to some way make it about their national pride yeah. kind of thing. And I'm like, that guy's a great filmmaker, great storyteller. Yeah. Regardless of where he's from. Great movie. Um, uh, and that uh, with my Korean roommate, we had this argument. Oh, we had a discussion. I was in the argument. Because I told him that I really love Korean movies. Because Korean movies are, mm-hmm. are definitely, they, they, when it comes to the narrative, it's, uh, there's something unique about it. Right, yeah. Like when I watch a, a Korean narrative, mm-hmm. it's something unique about it. And, um. And he says, yeah, but they're not really Korean movies. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? They're made in Korea, and these are Korean, you know, it's in Korean language. Yeah. And they're made by a Korean production team. Yeah. He goes, yeah, but they're not really Korean. I was like, why? Because he says that the, that type of narrative is European. Mm. So these Korean filmmakers are adopting it. Right. And, and, and But an actual Korean movie, you know, this quote-unquote Korean, Korean movie mm-hmm. is actually different. Where it's more, you know, cutesy and so on. But I'm like, right. but still, it's like regardless if they're using, regardless if they're using techniques from another filmmakers from a different country. Yeah. For me, that's still a Korean movie. Yeah. If, I mean, it has if the writer's Korean, the director's Korean, if they have Korean actors and they're speaking Korean, from my mind, that's a Korean yeah. movie. Who, who gives a fuck if, if, you know, it's, you know, a... The narrative comes from... Like, like, let's say they did a remake of a Hitchcock movie. Am mm. I going to be like, oh, it's an American movie? It's like, no, it's just a remake, but in, in Korea. Well, they did make a remake. Wasn't a Psycho remake? Oh, yeah. We don't count that? Is that? That's by Gus Van Sant. It's a, he's American. He is American. Yeah. Did, did that make any sense? Them. I feel like I just blabbered on. You did just blabber on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, it totally makes sense. Like, if it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. <laughs> that's basically what you're saying, right? I don't know what In I'm layman's saying. Term. That's basically what you said. Did I? Yeah. Um, okay, Korean so films. Yeah. Uh, so film yeah. and stand-up are two things you're getting yourself into. Yeah. I don't like how you said that. You're getting yourself into it, kid. That sounded... Sound, well, I took it negatively. Because I'm a negative guy. I think... Neg- I think... Transition. Well, where do you think this comes from? What, the negativity? Yeah. I don't know. I think... I think... I became such a negative person ever since I started doing comedy. Like, I'm so negative, and I just see the negativity in everything. It's It, it kind of pisses me off. In my mind, that's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign, but everyone else is like, why are you so fucking negative, Jacob? Because I'm a stand-up comedian for crying out loud, right? right? I'm making people laugh. Yeah. That's why I'm negative. <laughs> you know what, dude? I've When, when I see uh, someone who's happy and doing stand-up comedy, I kind of feel bad for them. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you have no fuck. Like, if if you're like those positive, happy go lucky mm. people, it's great. But you know, you are in for a world of hurt. Yeah. The the mic the stand up comedy, I guess the lifestyle is hard. Like it's fucking soul crushing. Like uh, just going up there and like, I th- I think I told this up on stage too, <clears throat> but it's just like going up there and talking to no one. Yeah. But everyone's listening. You talk to no one, if that makes any sense, which probably doesn't. 
No, because uh, actually, what what kind of when I noticed this is uh, not noticed it. Um, God, I'm forgetting what I'm saying. The hangover is really taking over. I'm hungover, by the way. Yeah, hungover. I'm hungover. Um, oh, well, I have to keep the tradition going, right? Huh? I have to keep the tra- tradition going of being hungover on your show. Yeah, you're. Yeah, because everyone else was hungover before me. You're the third person to come to on this on this podcast hungover. Okay. Um, <clears throat> no, but I was just like, I hate, I hate inspirational speakers. I hate them. Right, like people fucking pay dollars to go up and see someone, and they're like, they're they're telling you like, oh, get your shit together, uh-huh. like they're they're like, oh yeah, I'm very positive, you know, this and that, blah blah blah. But like, if you take that same guy and put him in a fucking bar where no one's fucking listening, oh, his soul would die. He, he would like, no, he would be uh, like, oh my god, I'm gonna commit suicide or something. Could become yeah. Because the thing <laughs> is, like, when you go to a bar and do stand up comedy, no one's there to see you. Yeah, they're there to drink, and you're just background noise. Uh-huh. But if you're like a, unless you make it big, you know, like make big big comedian, like people are gonna come out to see you. Even if you're a big comedian, you can still bomb. Yeah, you can still bomb. You could just have an off night and like you would you would be on top of the world. That's why I kind of like comedy because it humbles you. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm kind of humbled from it because like I could be like, yeah, I'm like I'm fucking I'm the man, and then I do a show where like there's one guy here and like he only focuses on his drink, and I'm like I'm just like a shitty person. <laughs> I am horrible. Like I should kill myself, but I'm I'm not. That was very depressing. I'm not gonna kill myself. Folks. And this started. I I think this is before stand up. Like, where did this come from? No, I think it's stand up. Really? Or either that, or I noticed that stand up. You know, like I noticed the negativity from stand up. Uh huh. Because you know it is soul crushing. Yeah. Like we you you live you do the lifestyle just going to mics, having people not, not listen, really. Having, what do you mean? I'm full time going at school. Well, I mean, you do it though. Like you yeah. experience going to a bar where no one listens to you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's soul crushing. It is and humbling. It's funny. Uh, I I met a as soon as I stay. There's a guy doing stand up for a bit. He got new to it. Then I found out that he's not doing it anymore. So I was like, well, how come you're not doing it anymore? Because yeah, man, I saw a lot of comedians are depressing and very negative people. And I'm like, ah, it's not for me. Right. And I I, I just smiled at him, and be like, oh, that's 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 okay. Yeah. You know? that's but in my head, I'm like. Whoa, that, that weeds out that guy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Less competition for us. <laughs> you know, negative. Well, like, comedy comes from negativity and shit, you know? Like, the ultimate joke is that we're going to die. I know that sounds very dark, but trust me on this. Is that the punchline? We're going to die? That's that's the punchline. The punchline to life is we're going to die. <laughs> so, like, no matter what we do, it's going to happen. Like, there's a negative ending no matter what way you look at it. Now, I don't know what you believe in. After after death, but there's that inevitable death. We're not going to... I don't know. What do you believe in after death? I would like to think... Like, I grew up Catholic, so, like, I would like to think that there's... Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna hell then. You think so? Uh, if, if it's a Catholic uh, way, if that's what's... I'm definitely going to hell. But I'm not, like... Like, I don't practice it hardcore, so I still think that I'm still going... To, I still think I have a shot in heaven for some reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like yeah, you can pull out you can pull out those jokes that you had in yeah. your back pocket <laughs> to like the pearly the gates. Pearly gates like, yeah. Oh hey, uh, hey, is it Peter? <laughs> Who's at the gates? Uh, knock knock. <laughs> right? Knock knock jokes. So you feel you got a shot in heaven in, in, the, I, well, in like, Catholic I would, heaven. I would like to think that because, but I don't like I don't practice it a lot. So like I don't know what the I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just living my life trying to be a good person generally. So do you believe in angels and demons and all that stuff? Yeah. Saints? Yeah, there's always – in the back of my mind, I say, like, yes. There's always that, like, oh, yeah, they probably do exist. But, like, in general, like, when I think about it, I'm like, there's probably nothing there. 
You know what I mean? But I don't know. So like, I, I kind of, ch- I like to keep my options open. So when we die, it's just black blackness. I don't know. Well, see, that's I don't know. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I I hope for the best. You hope. You hope. And expect you, the worst. Say joke at the pearly gates. Yeah. It's your, it's I'm gonna keep best case scenario. Mind. Like when they bury me, they better put a fucking joke in my in my coat pocket. <laughs> So that way, when I'm up there, like, hey, I came prepared. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, like, like, I pull it out just, like, like back in high school, or middle school. Yeah, dude, like, if I die. Dude, today's Easter, and I, I didn't even put fucking eggs out there. So that's how, that's how much of a bad of a Catholic I am. Well, no, eggs have nothing to do with it. I don't get why people do eggs. Like, that's the stupidest thing ever. I've heard people talk. I'm not going to talk about it in depth because there are comedians who have made this joke before. Like About what? About like, oh, Jesus read, Je- Je- Jesus read, Jesus read what? What did Jesus read? He read a book. <laughs> he read and, a book. Uh, you know, like he risen from the dead. He's risen from the dead. Hide your eggs. I think Jimmy Gaffigan does a joke like that. Hide your eggs. Yeah. He's like, and let's throw a bunny in there. Cause that's my impression of Jim Gaffigan. Like he does a joke about it. I'm not right. going to do it, but it's just like, like just do it the old fashioned way. Go to church and then that's it. Celebrate that Jesus came from back from the dead. That's it. That's like, don't, let's not make a spe- spectacle of it. Let's not hide eggs unnecessarily. All right. Let's just go to church and then get it over it and then go drink or something, you know, because that's all he's asking for. He's just like, hey, just at least acknowledge that I'm I've risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I never read the Bible, so I don't know exactly what he wants us to do. Well, dude, I read the Bible and I still don't know what the fuck. He wants yeah, to I don't, do. I mean, <laughs> it changes every day. Like, every like, I don't know. There's, like, different readings. Like, it could be the same day, like, February 4th. But, like, a year later, February 4th's reading's going to be totally different. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's how Bibles work, I guess. I thought it was just one book. No, they reprint that shit. I don't know how it works. Because I'm not that devoted of a, of a Catholic. But, yeah. I forgot where I was going with that. That you believe in heaven and hell. Yeah, I, I'm hoping there's a heaven and a hell. I'm not hoping there's a hell. <laughs> You're hoping there's a hell. I'm hoping there's like just a heaven. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you if you gotta have a bad, you gotta have a good. Right. You know what I mean? So I mean, there's probably is a and then a middle ground. I think. Well, you know, honestly, I think I might be in the middle ground. You know, mm-hmm. that purgatory. Because yeah. I'm not like a shitty person, but I'm not like a great person. You're mediocre. I'm just like eh. mediocre. Just just the purgatory. Yeah. Or, like or, high school. Or the, just in the middle. With mediocre people, yeah. the mediocre standard comedians, yeah. and I'll probably be there too. I think probably some of the best stand-up comedies are probably going to hell. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. And then the very few clean comics are going to heaven. Maybe. Do you trust clean comics? Do you do, you don't do not trust? Do, do, do you do clean? Usually? I ha- I can have a clean set. You know, you know what I mean? Where set. it's like mostly puns and stuff. Like Yeah, fucking like, puns. I love yeah. puns. Uh, I hate them, but I have them. Because they, they save my ass sometimes. They do. They're good. Like, yeah, like but, when you're losing a crowd... Like you put a pun in there, they're yeah. like, ah. Well, I kind of play off that again. I that irony. Yeah. That just like I'm supposed to be like stupid and punny, like so. <clears throat> that's how I get away with it. Like I'm supposed. They get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this guy's supposed to say jokes. I'm not gonna throw apples at him or something. Man, think about the old days when they used to throw fruit at you. You know, I heard in Texas there's a place where you, I think it's music and stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh. I heard. I don't know if it's true. I think it's mostly music. The, they perform at a cage, like behind a it, cage. Like there's like a cage, and yeah, they play music. And if the crowd doesn't like you, they'll start throwing shit at you. 
like literally shit. Yeah, no, like li- literally, or just like stuff. food, food and okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe literally maybe shit, maybe shit? I don't know. Oh my God. But the idea of like you know performing something and then having shit being thrown at you, oh it's like God. that's gonna fuck you up psychologically. That, yeah, like I'm I'm so glad we don't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm so glad because uh. I would probably be like, nope, I'm quitting comedy forever now. Yeah, clean comedy. It's like I don't know. It's I mean, hard. It, it's hard, but somebody that's that's like you know like yeah, I'm doing clean. It's like, yeah. I don't really trust them. Like, you don't trust them? No. Why? Because they remind me of those people that are always positive, and I don't like you know super you know happy go 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 you go know lucky. go lucky people. Well, even like so, like a lot of clean comedy, like a lot of it's also like self deprecation too. Mm. You know what I mean? Because self deprecation is fairly clean. You know? Yeah. I'm not gonna offend anybody. I'll just offend myself. Yeah. Like, like a lot. Uh, at least with a lot of local comedians who are who are. Uh, clean which is like two in san jose yeah that's the only thing i think of two so i'm, I'm pretty sure one? there's another guy I don't, like from santa cruz but i don't remember mm-hmm. um but yeah like it's like self-deprecation because you know it's not it doesn't offend anyone so there's a lot of that in it too pretty surprised man these days people are finding any reason to be offended right i feel yeah. like i don't know it's just me i don't know about the mexicans though i feel like you could talk shit on mexican be like whatever i'm mexican I think if you're brown and you talk about Mexicans, you're cool. I th- I think that the, I don't think they have much of a problem with that. But if you're, you know, obviously if you're white, I don't think I've ever, if you're white and you do that, you, right? you're asking. I don't think you're I cruising have, for a bruising. I've ever offended a Mexican. I don't think so. You know what I mean? I have not. I've only. I probably offended them by being white. Like that's the only thing. As far as I know, I've only offended. I okay. I actually offended quite a few people. Now that I think about it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you? Offended anyone? Yeah, like has everybody like been... on stage? Yeah, I don't think so. Anybody ever approached you? No, I I don't have any of these good stories that these comedians hecklers. That's... You've been heckled. I've been heckled, yeah, but like Where? I don't have any good story where some guys like that was offensive, blah blah blah, this and that. Because my stuff is like it's offensive, but it's like fun. Who would heckle you? Drunk people at a bar. Oh, like they're oh god, because you my style is very kind of like it's ironic. It's hip with the kids now, you know. Hip with the kids. It's hip with the kids. And, uh, like, older people don't really get it. Well, they, they kind of get it because it's kind of like dad jokes, too. I kind of do dad, dad jokes. Dad jokes? Yeah. You know what dad joke is? It's just, like, a cheesy joke that, like, if you were a father, you would say it to your son kind of thing. Like, oh, okay. Like, um. Are you, are you a dad? I'm not dad, no. Oh, but no. you're making dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Irony. Uh, um, are you preparing yourself when you have kids, right? I guess? I just got a pocket full of Dad jokes, right. you know, like like one of those jokes, like like a classic dad joke, be like, "Hey, dad, can you give me a hand?" And it'll start clapping, you know. That's like a classic dad joke, just something stupid and like trolly ish. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, I've never offended anyone. No, and I'm hip. Okay, yeah. So like, some of the older generations, they don't get it. They kind of don't get like it's supposed to be ironic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of I- irony is like just getting big now. Um, and people are just like, oh, that's a stupid joke. See, and it's usually at bars too. You know, everyone at bars drinks. Like this one time I was doing my ironic set and, uh, like these two drunk guys were just like, yeah, I told fucking last time you had sex. And I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that. And you're like, fucking, you're just saying these dumb stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. Like that's, that's my set. I'm not going to change because of a drunk asshole. Yeah. And then I think that dude ended up punching or attempting to take the mic away from one of the comedians. Oh shit. Mike got shut down that night. At oh, the caravan? No, it was um, 
the place. The place. The yeah. fuck? Where's the place? It's over there in like Whore Central. Whore Central. Yeah, where all the whores walk up and down the street. Prostitutes. Amad- like is it? Well, it's it's on First Street. It's on First Monterey by Monterey mm, Road. Kind of like so. If you go down <coughs> for Scotty, if you like go yeah. toward away from south, downtown. south, right? Yeah, yeah, like south. Yeah. It's like a couple blocks down that way, but there's with the prostitutes and the pimps. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually funny. Once I was there. And I was kind of in my, like, like I hit a mic, and I did horrible there, and I was just negative. Mm-hmm. And I, I get out of my car, and uh, I get out of my car, and this, like, this black hooker comes by, and she's like, hey, are you looking for a good time? And I was, the, the first thing I thought of, I was like, I'm going to a bar to do stand-up comedy. I am not looking for a good time. <laughs> like, are you going to buy me drinks? Because then that might make it better, but I don't got money. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. All right, Jacob Wheels, we're at the one hour mark. Uh, Are we? God damn. Yeah. So, uh, it did go by fast. Uh, is there people where, where they can find you stuff? Um, Twitter. On Twitter, uh, wheelscomedy.com. Wheels spelled like it is comedy spelled. Do like you have it. any short films on YouTube that people can check out? No. No. Okay. No, I'm very. <clears throat> I'm kind of like one of those people like don't don't look at my stuff. Like, I'm the same way, dude. I'm the same way. Well, at least at least like I I made a lot of shorts a while back and put them on YouTube. That's okay. about it. Um, but yeah, no, 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 there's nothing on YouTube you can watch of me. So Twitter, Twitter, um, Instagram. I like to post dumb pictures on Instagram too. What's your Instagram Wheels, name? Wheels Comedy also. Wheels Comedy. Um, don't have a MySpace anymore. <laughs> oh wait, if you want to check out, I used to be in a band. Really? A ska band. Really? Yeah. What, what instrument did you play? I played trumpet, and I also sang. That's awesome. It was a ska punk band. Dude, I'm learning. I'm taking these singing lessons. It's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Cause I'm a bad singer because I'm learning the guitar. Right. I'm trying to sing, and I'm a horrible singer. So, like folksy stuff, kind of, right? Kind of. I guess. I don't know. I well, with, with it. ska punk, I mean, it's punk, so you don't have to have a good voice. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, uh, You play the trumpet at the ska? Yeah. Well, I, I would play like little segments too, because since you I have a SoundCloud, I don't. Is there, where, is there where I could download these these songs? MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to like email me and be like, "Hey, I want to hear your songs," just go on MySpace, look up, go on MySpace, search "Poyol Cero." Poyol Cero. P O L L O. All Mexican ska band. C E R O. Uh, there was a, our bassist was actually a white guy who was racist. <laughs> He's racist. He would just like, <laughs> but he's a damn good bass player. We just need no. He wasn't even that bad. good. We were we just needed a bass player, and we happened to have like this dude who kind of knows how to play bass, and he just happened to be racist and very homophobic. <laughs> like we were we were recording once. Like we were recording a, a song, and like I was like, we should have harmonies, just like Queen. And he's like, fuck those fags. Like what? I'm like, why is our bassist being all racist? <laughs> or it's, or uh, why is he being this way? Not racism. Homophobic. Homophobic. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like Queen. I don't care if the guy is a queen. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no. Pollo Cero. Pollo Cero. All right. Jacob Wheels, thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And uh, catch him at the uh, local open oh, mics. I, can, yeah. All right. So catch Jacob Wheels at Rooster Tea Feathers. This is probably going to come out later than that, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe sooner. It's probably going to come out the day of. And it's like, yeah, you have time to reserve your seats. All right, Jakes. Yep. Jakes, what the fuck? Uh, Jacob Wheels, <laughs> thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank fuck you. me, man. Thank you, man. We're going to... Well, I don't know how funny that is, but... <laughs>